Slate Plus members, it's survey time again, which means it's your chance to tell us what you think about Slate Plus and Slate in general. It'll only take a few minutes and you can find it at slate.com slash survey. Dear Prudence. 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 Do you think that I should contact him again? Help. Help. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to another mini episode of Dear Prudence. I'm your host, Daniel M. Lavery, and this show is for you, our Plus subscribers. Our guest this week is Alexis Ko, a historian and the New York Times bestselling author of You Never Forget Your First, a biography of George Washington. And now here's our first letter. Oh, good. This next one is nice and light. We are climbing out of the pit. Subject is talking politics in the office. Dear Prudence, I recently started a new job, my third this year. At the first one, my boss was a bigot and a racist. My second job was for a scam artist who fraudulently took money through PPP and SBA loans. Now there's this one. So far, I really enjoy what I'm doing, although it was a step down career-wise. And the people are nice. But it's a small company with fewer than 10 employees and everyone else is very religious and vocally pro-Trump. I feel exhausted from this year's ups and downs. I know I was the only one in the office who did not vote for him, and while I believe in God, I don't go to church or discuss my spiritual beliefs. So far, I've managed to keep politics out of the conversation and just politely smile. Kills me because I was a political science major and normally love talking about the issues of the day. Is it okay to just use this job as a stepping stone for when the world finds some semblance of normal? How do you navigate politics in the office space? What a year this woman's had first. I mean, it's like, what a sandwich. She starts out with a bigot and a racist, in the middle is a scam artist, and now she's in MAGA country. Yeah, I mean, letter writer, I'm glad that you normally love talking about politics all the time, but for whatever it's worth, ideally and normally, you don't spend a lot of time in the office talking about politics unless you work at like a lobbying company, which I hope you don't. You shouldn't. Classically, right? Like classically, you're not supposed to talk about politics and religion in the workplace. Yes. It's also interesting that she said that, you know, everyone is nice. That comes before very religious and vocally pro-Trump. So there must be this moment in which people, I can't imagine that they're just inserting Trump into every conversation. There must be socializing, even if it's happening over Zoom, something she can find ways, hopefully, to spend less time with them that isn't specific to the work? Yeah, I I think so. Um, I I mean, we are talking about somebody who has had to go through three jobs this year. Yeah. Like, my stance here is keep your head down and get through it. Like, this is not a job that you plan on spending a long time at. This is a job that pays your bills. And it sounds like that's pretty critical. So this feels really different from the kinds of letters where somebody's talking about like a close friend or a neighbor or a relative where there's a real opportunity to be honest and have the important fights. This is your job. You should not be subjected to a lot of political conversations when you are trying to do your job, which you need in order to pay your bills. So I, you know, I would say anything from... I don't like to talk about politics at work 
to changing the subject with a smile, to asking them to drop it, all of those would be fine. You really do not have to have like a come to Jesus moment with people who are being assholes at work and, you know, trying to like interrupt a conversation about like the warehouse inventory by talking about how great Trump was. Absolutely. And to specifically answer the question, yes, this can be a stepping stone. You can be applying to jobs right now. Hopefully things are looking up. But, you know, this was a, this was, this is, continues to be an incredibly rough time. So, you know, cling to stability wherever you can find it. Yeah. If, you know, if you just keep your head down and you get out of here, if, if part of the question is like, I'm worried that someday I'll look back and think like, oh, I really missed an opportunity to like stand up for my beliefs. You are at work. You are at work. You need this money. Uh, you did not invite these conversations. You are the only person in the office who's not part of a consensus absolutely do not jeopardize your ability to pay your bills because these people want to talk about politics. And you won't win. I mean, she won't win in general. It's hard to win with family. It's hard to win with loved ones. I face this all the time when I talk about the founders. People, um, you know, are at each side of the spectrum. They want them canceled oh, or they cannot be criticized. About the, <laughs> I don't the... know if you heard this. Um, also, monuments and statues are... Um, anyway... Yeah. So, I mean, it takes, a, it's very hard for me to talk about it. I have to think really carefully about what I can say that won't alienate people. And often there's nothing because I'm just either quoting the constitution, a letter in, in their hand, something of that kind. So there's no, there's no winning. Yeah. You're, you're the recent hire after a year of barely hanging on to jobs. People are being assholes. That's not on you. Uh, you would be endangering your livelihood potentially if you made a big fuss about it. Uh, you just, this is not in any way a reflection on your ability to like courageously pursue necessary conflict with, you know, uh, the wrong side. Like this is just get through your damn day. I don't think you should be like, yeah, I think this is terrific. But if you say I'd really rather not discuss this at work and leave it at that, absolutely fine. Sleep with a clear conscience. I. Love this next letter because I don't often get to hear from influencers. I know, and it's sort of an interesting time. I, I, I think. Yeah, it is. It is a difficult time to be an influencer, I would think. Yes, we're very concerned about the influencers. It's true, though. I mean, even it, across the board, it doesn't matter if you're you're involved with, you know, sleep training or your um, fashion. Or waist training. Yeah, <laughs> waist training. I'm very proud that I made that connection. Sorry. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Okay, so the subject is my wife's influencer career is making her miserable. About four years ago, my wife began monetizing an activity she does extremely well. She gained sponsors and began running ads on her social media account. She has hundreds of thousands of followers. Before the pandemic, things were great. She only accepted sponsorships from brands she believed in and she genuinely enjoyed the work but now she's miserable. This activity requires limited travel and she's been taking all the precautions she can, masks, strict isolation, no flying, no stopping for gas or even to use the restroom. She's honestly been taking things more seriously than probably 75% of America right now. Her sponsors are pleased with her precautions and my wife has been posting about the importance of risk management. But she gets hateful DMs and death threats pretty much all day. 
people mad at their anti-masker grandmas latch on to my wife as a easy target and just spew vitriol. It's decimated my wife's self-confidence and made her paranoid. I want my wife to just leave social media and give up her sponsorships. We don't need the money. I'd trade it all just to have my happy, loving, carefree wife back. But she refuses. She says she can't just walk away because they'd win and she'd never build any career other than the one she has now. She says she'd feel purposeless and adrift. And I'm trying to be empathetic, but I cannot understand how the current state of things could possibly be sustainable. It feels like my wife is bringing this one on herself, where if she just Whereas if she just deactivated her account, we could get our happy life back. What can I do to make this stop and help my wife see what this is doing to her? Oof. I don't quite know where to start. There's some moments where I found myself really like, yep, get where you're coming from. And some moments where I was like, hang on, you just revved the engine from zero to 60 and you are now a dot on the horizon. Come back, sir. Where do you want to start? I mean, it, that is the thing. There's, there's a, there's a mood to this, <laughs> to this letter. It starts out, I'm so proud of her. She's done. So, she does this thing extremely well. We don't know what the thing is, but she does it so well, and he notices that. And he's, you know, he he's so proud of her. She's got sponsors, ads, hundreds of thousands of followers, and then, um, and it, you know, but now she's miserable. He says she's miserable, but it it seems like it's a difficult time. But he's actually miserable. She seems to be doing good work. However, it's it's interesting because he doesn't say that she's lost followers. He doesn't say that that they're all over her various socials. I assume this is mostly Instagram, but he doesn't say that. It's not like he says that these are DMs and death threats pretty much all day. And and that they're grandmas. So I guess what I was sort of curious is, I mean, I, again, I get I literally get really hateful DMs and death threats on Facebook and Instagram via DMs because they never want it to be public versus I mm-hmm. do see a lot of people get harassed publicly. That's becoming increasingly, thank you to the voting machine companies who are saving democracy and everything else because that has become um, increasingly less common. But I do think um, death threats can be reported. Hateful DMs, you start to to realize what it is when you get this sort of preview so you can choose not to read them I just I, I I'm, I'm not understanding how he jumps from it's decimated my wife's self-confidence to everything else is still going well she still has sponsors she still has fans things you know it seems like a bad period I I felt a little bit like what the underlying thing there was I'm sick of hearing about this mm-hmm you could just make Which, it go away. I don't have to deal with this problem. You don't have to deal with this problem. We don't need it's the money. It's just a hobby. Yes. Your career, if, in case you didn't know, is, you know, voluntary. Yeah. This is like, this was one thing to let you enjoy when it didn't really affect our life. Uh, you know, like a fun pet trick. But if it's, you know, uh, carrying weight now or if there's uh, challenges attached to it, what the hell? And I say all that without letter writer. I don't, I don't mean to discount. I'm sure she's very distressed. I like, uh, hate mail, death threats, abusive DMs. Those are awful. Um, I absolutely believe she's getting a lot of it. And I absolutely believe that it's distressing to both you and to her. And I can also really understand why that's distressing to you. And so I don't want to 
position you letter writer as solely thinking of her as like a dilettante and somebody who had a little play, you know, a little Polly Pocket play, Easy Bake Oven career. Um, I, I don't want to quite position you as that much of a, a sort of sexist type. But, you know, you call it an activity, like you're, you're, the way that you think about her, what she clearly thinks of as a career, you clearly think of as a monetized activity. And so I do think that's where you need to start with her. Um, and, and I don't mean you need to say that to her exactly, but I think, I think you should talk to her about this in the context of, from my perspective, it has seemed like this was great as long as it made our lives easier. But once you started getting a lot of hate mail, it seemed to me like the easiest thing would be to leave it behind. Because from my perspective, it's just about, is this adding something to our lives or not? And it seems like for you, the idea of letting go of it uh, brings up questions of what else would I do professionally? And so I really want to talk because I don't think we've had a big picture conversation in a while about like, do you think of this as your vocation? Is this something that you would want to do for the rest of your life? Because if so, I want us to be able to talk about different ways to uh, mitigate the harms that I think we now have to assume will always be part and parcel of your career. Absolutely. And I think that's what's interesting too is she she hasn't had a career. And so she doesn't necessarily know how to handle these kinds of situations. This is all new to her. And I, you know, not to say that the the hateful DMs and the death threats are ever going to get easier, but they are shocking at first. And it takes a long time to feel safe and to know how to proceed. I think what should happen besides the conversation that they should have is he should encourage her to also, surely she has other influencer friends who have been through this. There are strategies. When this has happened to me, I reached out to other people I knew had been through it and I talked to them about it. And I think that's really important. But there's there's a part in the last paragraph that that really does bother me because I don't think this is about, okay, this career didn't work, find another. He wants his carefree wife back, aka a wife who doesn't work and her concerns are whatever they were before. She has built a life for herself that she doesn't want to give up. So I think, you know, have the conversation about how it affects you and have a conversation about trying to make it a better situation instead of just slogging along new solutions to old problems. That's been like the mantra of, I feel like we're in this now. We've been in it. We're experiencing the same things. We've just got to keep, it's like FDR's First hundred days, we have to throw a bunch of things against the wall and we just have to see what sticks. Yeah. And I say all this too without like, I, I don't know what this activity is. It may very well be that if I did know what it was, I would think this is a really dumb thing to be an influencer around. And I would also not admire her career choice. So I actually think it's probably for the best that I don't, you know, because as it is, it's just, you know, she says that if she didn't have this career, uh, that she would feel purposeless and adrift. And then like a sentence later, letter writer, you're like, ah, oh, but if she just was willing to feel purposeless and adrift, we could have our happy life back. And I'm, I'm thinking like, maybe I want to revise what I said earlier. Friend, maybe you should be reading the yellow wallpaper. <laughs> like, yeah. If, if part of what you're saying here is like, ah, oh, my wife's just got all these ideas in her head. And if only she could you know, find a way to be quietly purposeless and adrift. 
I could have my happy, carefree. All right. The yellow wallpaper and I think the dollhouse. A doll's house. Sorry, not the dollhouse. Uh, yeah, read some Ibsen and read some Gilman and, uh, and then reassess. Those are short stories. And it, yes, they're it's relatively short. It's a short. short play, yeah. short story. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is a very Victorian problem of just like, why can't my wife go back to being the angel of the house? Uh, yes. I, I, and it is better that we don't know. But this has been happening. There was um, a, yeah, a baby sleep trainer taking care of babies. And the opposite happened to her where she had donated to Trump something like 50 times and her followers found out and they flooded her page. And she would just post things like, I'm not going to address this. This is my choice. I didn't agree with everything that he did. And that seems like, you know, really like she has to sort of... I didn't agree with him, but I did want to give him money 50 times. Yeah, I wanted to to register my disagreement. Um, But I you know, I want to, I want to instruct you on how to help your baby sleep and how to take care of them. But I also think it's totally okay if children end up in cages, all of this, but you know, the, it seemed very different. The, the, both, if the situation were described to me as it initially was, and when I looked into it, this just seems like it's, it's largely about his experience. Yeah. Um, I think the last thing that I want to say, because I feel like the really crucial stuff is for you and your wife to have a real conversation about her values and her goals. And even if you don't agree with them or you don't think much of them, you do, I think, have to accept that even if she does not need to work for the income right now, if she wants to do something with her time that is not just be happy and carefree, she has a right to do so. And while you can certainly ask her or encourage her to seek out support or advice from other people in similar positions or to say like, I love you. If you're not going to close your DMs, I at least need to set a limit to how many times a week you and I can talk about it. That would be fine too. You're allowed to set those limits. But um, I I just can't really encourage you to say like, just go back to not having a career at all because, you know, imagine saying that a hundred different ways to her. Do any of them work out where she's like, you know what, you're right. Let me suck your dick. Like, I don't, I don't think that is going to happen. Yeah, the last thing I'll mention is like, I don't know what the activity is. I don't know how much the limited travel is. I just think, you know, you're like, well, her sponsors are really happy with her precautions. Yeah, they make money off of her. So they, they have a vested interest in being like, this is safe enough. Employers, as a general rule, sponsors as a general rule, have not been um, flying through the pandemic like beautifully. You know, it's it's not like, man, my boss just has the best, most worker friendly protections in place. Like bosses are looking to get away with what they can, and the sponsors have a vested interest in saying, like, of course you can keep traveling so that we can keep making money. Good job. So. That's not to say that her precautions might not be better than nothing or might be good. I just, I I think it's worth pointing out that there's a vested interest there. And, um, you know, maybe she is taking things more seriously than probably 75% of America right now. I'm not really sure where you got that number. Again... It's, I, that feels to me a little bit like you you got to know you feel a little scummy saying it. Like you kind of know you're, you're bullshitting. And, and again, I don't say that as like anyone who doesn't like live inside of their own basement should be throw, had, have rocks thrown at them. I don't say any of that to suggest that she deserves death threats, just that it might also be worth having a conversation with your wife about 
precautions you both feel good about that's not rooted in either, well, what do the sponsors think or how do we rank compared to 75% of people? Um, Like if you're not trying to prove to an imaginary stranger who might DM your wife something hateful, what do you really consider the risks to be and what do you really consider to be reasonable ways to try to mitigate them? What a world. I want like a 10-page essay on this in New York Magazine, like one of those (laughs) really deep dives because I just, I I really want to know what she does. I do too because it's like limited travel, but she can't even stop to use the bathroom. So I'm just picturing like, is she a race car driver? Like, does she do amateur racing? Mm, My money is on um, interior design of some kind or maybe balloons. This is also a thing. Hot balloons are a thing. She's a balloonist? No, like balloon art- artistry, where you make these really elaborate balloons. There was something very early in the pandemic. She over, I don't know. It was a Is thing. Is that an activity? Yeah, it's an influential activity. A- activity seems really strong to describe yeah. blowing up balloons. No, I'm My sorry. It's a profession. To the balloon community. Artistry. It's a profession. I think that was the argument as people were saying she was charging a lot of money for things. You blow up a balloon and stick them together. You've given me a lot to think about, Alexis. Mm -hmm. A lot to think about. If anyone else has any uh, guesses as to what activity this might be, or if anyone just wants to let me know uh, other activities that I didn't know were activities, please do write in. That's our mini episode of Dear Prudence for this week. Our producer is Phil Circus. Our theme music was composed by Robin Hilton. As always, if you want me to answer your question, call me and leave a message at 401-371-DEAR. That's 3327, and you might hear your answer on an episode of the show. You don't have to use your real name or location. And at your request, we can even alter the sound of your voice. Keep it short. 30 seconds, a minute tops. Thanks for listening. 